It is Wednesday. It is 4.20 p.m. That means it's another brand new, brand new episode of Because Cannabis presented by Wayward Media live on YouTube. Brand new episodes premiere on YouTube every Wednesday, 4.20 p.m. And the following day on Spotify with video, by the way, uh, and then all your other audio platforms that you listen to. This is Because Cannabis presented by Wayward Media. My name is BC Wayman. That's Dustin Kava. How you doing today, Dustin? I'm doing awesome, man. It's been a day of technical difficulties, but it is a day nonetheless, and I'm happy to be here. I do see you're in a different location. You got a whole different background going on. You got a last minute setup, uh, but you do have something else new on Dustin. Uh, stand up a little bit and show the people Ooh, what you know. What do you think merch of the coming, everyone. Look at that. We got some merch coming. Our guest today knows a lot about marketing. We're excited to talk with Nate Zeke from iBliss Life, iBliss.life. Uh, got some merch going. Got the Because Cannabis shirts rocking. We debuted them. This past weekend, uh, recently when we were at a live event. So, Dustin, uh, we do this podcast every single week. We get on here. We talk to tons of great guests. Uh, I bring, you know, we get in here. We have these conversations, but we're very removed from the situation, right? I'm looking into this camera, right? I'm looking into that. You're looking into your camera. Our guest is down below wondering why the hell he's here looking into his camera. <laughs> to talk to us. We're excited to talk to Nate Zeke, one of the most amazing marketing videos I have seen in a long time I can't wait to, uh, uh, break Nate's buds over this one, so to speak. So I'm excited to talk with him. So we spent a lot of time doing this, Dustin. We, we barely, heck, we even, we'll go months sometimes without physically seeing each other in person. But recently we worked an event, the Midwest Canafest. We were the MCs <laughs> and hosts. We had these wireless mics, everyone. Uh, we'll put some footage out soon. We got a bunch of footage we recorded. Got a new bit from one of our favorite guests, Kevin Roach. Uh, got some great content there. But we were live in person walking around this cannabis festival. All these cannabis companies. And here we are, us two schmoes rocking around in our matching t-shirts, shoving mics, doing live interviews that the whole festival could hear these little mini <laughs> interviews. Uh, but right in front of them and on the spot. Uh, I know you sometimes, you like all the interview stuff. Uh, how did you like doing it live in front of other people? We've done it a few times, panel hosting. Do you like the live vibe or do you like this camera recorded sense which is your preference when speaking with guests i i think i prefer this i think there is something about the intimacy of this and I, even though it's public to the world it still feels private at that show it was like you got the guy talking about you know you're you're interviewing next to his competitor next to the competitor next to the competitor and it's a really interesting thing when they're like answering something and then looking over at the competitor they're like our extraction back. process is number one yeah. in the state of ohio and meanwhile exactly. like, this it, other guy's like what are we like schmoes over here like we saw look it's no science when it comes to cannabis extraction y'all got your trade secrets we've had enough guests on today although we might have a wizard on today because they're doing i think we shit. might i love it so there's a look the science is what the science is it's going to change it's going to evolve uh i get you all have your proprietary trade secrets and your ip <laughs> protection i'm calling over dash rated on all that uh at the end of the day but that was probably the best part is everyone kind of being forced to talk about how cool and how great their company stands out against their competitors in ohio's cannabis marketplace with the person right next to them who we then walked to next and we're like tell us why you're awesome <laughs> it really was it was awesome i uh 
I, I don't know. It, I, there is something that I will never forget about those scenarios. And, and I can still see some of the faces on some of the guests after, you know, we went to them. So I don't know, man, it was a blast. I'm glad we get to do that. We've gotten to do a few of those and, uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's a good time. It's definitely a little break up to the show and you, we, the feedback we get, we get, we get to meet a lot of really awesome listeners and stuff like that as it is. So I don't know. It's, it's a, it's pretty unique and fun. I am a huge advocate of live. I'll take live any day. I wish we could do this together live with our guest in the same room. Our guest today uh, is currently in Oklahoma right now. Nate Zeke, uh, you just saw him pop on screen from iBliss Life, iBliss.life. Uh, Nate, cannabis conventions. I know you're part of them. I know you're digging them. You got to set up these booths. You're right next to your competitors. You're trying to pitch it. Is that a roll up your sleeves and revel in it? Do you feel weird sometimes telling how awesome you are when someone next to you is also telling how how awesome they are is cannabis cooler like what's the vibe at the trade show when you got to go yeah, I mean, wares? I, you know personally like my my experience with most of the trade shows is uh everyone's you know kind of a little tired from the night before and muddling around and then you, it's all the after parties so you know i try to like avoid <laughs> mj bizcon now because it's like you go in i'm like dude i just i don't you know all i do is see all the heads and hey, it's this great fun time but like this business really gets under these cannabis conferences i i, I don't know i mean uh, i love that you say that i really I genuinely said, do i, I send I, people I, out but it's like yeah you know is it a party is it business i i almost care. prefer now to just i don't even go to the show anymore i just stay for the after party we film a couple of them for a couple clients every year and it is, it's, you can just see the exhaustion and by day two or three, no one remembers anybody's names. You're just hoping that that business card lands in a pile that somehow lands on a desk, but never really does. It's going to land up as a filter in a joint. I was just going to say that. crutch material. I mean, Fucking that's Nate, funny, man, you're yeah. my hero. Are you telling me I mean, that I'm not following up and calling back all these yeah, people right, right here? Right. Right. You, you need to be, you need to be ripping <laughs> so, a couple these filters are my... off of that bad boy and smoking them. That's, that's you know, we, we think of we think of events do drive the business um we've done a a bunch of lounges and we've got a whole uh, platform that we've built um that we haven't you know announced yet but really built around the lounge and and live space um when COVID happened we kind of brought it online and did a bunch of like wellness stuff online um but now we're getting back into the live events and you know rather than just talk to, to other cannabis businesses uh getting out and talking to the people uh, we find is invaluable and, and you, yep. and you, you know, you're going in and I think we'll go in we'll talk about some of this, but I'm in Oklahoma currently, you know, we've scaled farms in six States. We've, we've worked a lot on extraction. We can get into that. Um, but you know, it's different everywhere. It really is almost like running an international business right out of the gate. You have got every market has got different tastes, different vibe. Um, you know, we're all, the same we all like the same things but it, the preferences the the way you approach people the way the brand holds itself um totally different in every state so you got to get out there to the events and, and, and mix it up with the with the customers it's exciting all right let's do this real proper uh nate zeke iBliss life iBliss.life uh, we came across and I'm going to, we're going to talk about this video here in just a second. Some of the marketing stuff, but, uh, you are, let's give just a little background, give yourself a little background yeah. where you come from in the company. Uh, and then we'll dig into, uh, yeah, yeah. magic and what you guys are doing. Yeah. Quickly. Uh, I come from a family of entrepreneurs, uh, life, lifelong entrepreneurs. One of my first businesses was in cannabis in 97, uh, doing some com compliance work around prop 215 in California. I'm originally from Los Angeles. So it was, uh, 
uh, blessed to be around some of the early um, pioneers in that space as far as cultivators and dispensary owners and things like that. Uh, when it launched a, a big risk management career of mine, I was a big insurance broker for years. Uh, I come from a family of contractors, went into construction, cleaning up after catastrophes, and then sold my last company in 2016. And there was a lot of exuberance around cannabis. And, and I had been in it in the 90s a little bit and, and kind of went back to all the people that that had, you know, was involved in that time who were now we're all going full force into you know recreational cannabis uh, in, in in colorado and california obviously the, the law had just passed um and we were like gosh this reminds me a lot of the 90s when everyone was like oh my gosh it's gonna be legal tomorrow and we're gonna be in all different states as a medical program and this is how we're gonna do it and you know here we are 30 years later um but we definitely saw some big money coming in this space we saw you know uh, bruce Litton bring in that three billion dollars from canopy uh, from constellation brands and we're like you know, why is there a household name here? Like, what's going on? Like, there's everyone's trying to get into it. What, what's actually happening? Yeah. And we, we, we looked at it and we realized there were some real big, you know, misdirections going on. Um, I think there still are. We can get into that with, with the legality of cannabis. Um, people do not understand, it seems, that, that classification of cannabis is decided in Vienna, Austria, by the Narcotics Control Board, which involves 150 countries deciding that, you know, this is schedule A or one or two or three, and that's the deal, you know. Uh, it's a cornerstone of international law. A, a lot of UN agencies were modeled after the, the international narcotics conventions. Um, it's obviously something that as the, you know, reserve currency of the world, we take very seriously about how we sanction drug cartels and, and, and whatnot. So um, everyone seems to think that this is just going to immediately turn into one day this is going to cross state lines and it's going to be a free for all. And we don't see that. Um, we kind of been on this road for six years now. We've been going, guys, it's not going to happen. Uh, you know, best case scenario, it, it goes towards alcohol becomes state regulated. So we really set out to build a state by state scalable system that could, you know, really build strong local communities. And, and that's been our goal um, is to really, you know, take this movement in plant medicine and bring it to a localized supply chain that, it can be duplicated everywhere. And that's what we set out to do. It's really interesting. So I'm curious uh, to hear from you and this, you've been through this a couple of times. So Dustin and I are in Ohio. Ohio has been a medical state since 2019. Yeah. Uh, after much uh, to do, we finally have it on the ballot. Obviously it's going to be voted on this November. We've already got the articles that the Republicans, our governor is very, very, very anti-marijuana has made that very clear. Oh, yeah. Very clear. Uh, you know, talking about repealing that, we saw stuff like that in South Dakota and Mississippi when they went legal and how the, the governorship tried to block portions of it and, you know, fight that. In fact, South Dakota voted both adult and rec or adult and medical and only got their medical. They never got that adult use that they were promised. Uh, so how do you, when you have these markets, you look at a, a market like Ohio. So walk me through just your business mindset. If you were to attack it as an adult use, do you worry about medical? Like, what do you look at when you come into a new state, uh, including it's tentative legality, right? Like everyone feels it's passive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I come from a background of running state regulated businesses. <clears throat> so in insurance, you know, we did business in dozens of states we were regulated individually in each in each market you know same thing with construction you know i'm a, a general contractor in several states like you know you are going actually not just to the state you know and getting licensed in each place but you've got local building codes so very much the same here in cannabis it's, it's not even like a state by state thing right you better you're understand right. like region by region town by town what you're doing i mean yes. that is a whole different way of doing business 
So a lot of people just struggle with that. Um, not a lot of people come from a background of having to stay in boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, we stay on the medical side. <clears throat> Most of the protection in cannabis, at least our understanding of it, it and you know, look, I have friends serving time right now for things that, that they thought they were doing legally and correctly. Um, so there's a lot of stigma still in this space. There's a lot of stigma about showing cannabis use. We can get into that video definitely. I'll get into that. Um, but you need to understand that like the protection that the appropriations process that the U.S. Congress provides is for a state regulated medical, you know, program. So the states now kind of got off the reservation and are saying, well, we're going to go recreational and buzz off. Um, we think this is a fractionalization of the law. This is a trend that goes way beyond cannabis. You can see it with Roe versus Wade now. You can see it with gun control. You can see it with how COVID worked out. Uh, we used to have a slide in our investment deck showing this, you know, look, the state by state, the kind of having your own system that doesn't engage interstate commerce um, is, is going on with more and more industries and more and more things. Um, we are just so used to like Uncle Sam and what the Fed says and, you know, we better get comfortable that like, hey, you know, what happens if Mike Pence becomes president next? You think like we're suddenly going to have any more push towards legality? I mean, it hasn't happened under Biden. Like, I, I think everyone needs to be prepared to, you know, be in a state by state regulated system for some time, even if there's a change at the federal level, um, even if there's some more protection as far as, you know, we expect state banking to, to eventually come around. Um, so there might be some, you know, bits and pieces that, they come together, but most likely you're going to be operating in a fragmented um, uh, a business environment across, you know. So, so if you're if your head isn't in that game, we don't think you're going to be around. You know, you're only going to roll over all those convertible notes at twenty percent interest for so long. I okay. Knowing it's one thing to see the storm; it's another thing to be able to position yourself to operate and thrive within that storm. How do yeah. you? How, when you think about your products and the things that you're developing, how do you structure the creation of those things by a local to local basis? Yeah. How, oh, yeah. Great question. Great, great question, right? Too. And, and that's what we love about answering that question was really what excited me about the business. You know, again, I mentioned building strong local communities. We live in this very unsustainable world. We are spy chains all over the globe, right? Burning fuel, burning oil, burn plastics, transport, you know, all of this stupidity so that we can race to the bottom and send stuff to China. Like, I mean, you know, and, and then send back to ourselves. So, you know, the concept of actually like producing things organically, locally, having them processed locally, having them delivered to the, the customers locally, um, that's amazing to us. We are so excited. Um, I guess when we were thinking about it, you know, to go back to like Bruce and, 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 and like at least this, this last round of exuberance, um, one of the things I find that everyone's sick of hearing, like, oh, I don't even say it, is he was saying at the time, we're gonna build a Coca-Cola cannabis. That was that was his thing when he took that constellation, you know? And we were like, okay, dude. Great. It is funny movie. how it started though, right? Those were the pitches. We've, we've talked with both D'Angelo, Steve, and Andrew a lot in the last- Oh yeah, bit. Steve, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we just talked. Steve's actually, he's transitioning to psychedelics. He's all in yeah. the, uh, oh, yeah. he's, <laughs> when you smoke a lot, this is what we realized. You smoke weed for 30 years. Eventually you're like, I need something more. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, so, uh, but you hear that a lot. Like in the beginning, it was the sales pitch of, we want to bring cannabis to the big business world. Yeah, so we're now big business flower, cannabis right? is a negative, man. Don't be telling yeah, people you want to be. It's so, it's no, so crazy. Dude, we talk about it internally and we can't say it to anybody, you know? And, and look, we were just look like, you know, for us, it was like, why is there no household name? Okay, there's going to be a household name in cannabis. You know, I could say, name me a, a, a hotel company. Be like, Hill, name me a car company, Ford. Maybe a cannabis company asked people to like cookies. I'm like, nobody in Spain or Russia knows the name cookies, you know? <laughs> like, so there's not a name there. And what is that? Um, what we were interested in about when people were pitching that was we're like, how are you going to do that on flour? Anyone can grow flour. People get good at it. Um, you know, that's how we did in the 90s. We got good at it. And we learned from people that have been growing up in the hills for, for generations. And it's like, okay, we can... We can all grow this stuff. It's not going to be this giant, you know, industry with just a bunch of greenhouses. So we were interested, though, in that model. We, we thought to ourselves, what is it that Coca-Cola does, actually? You know, because they don't touch the, the the product. That's brilliant. I don't want, we don't touch cannabis. You know, I've got some of our new products here. You know, they, I buy them in a dispensary. Like, they, like, we don't actually come into contact. But But there's three things we do. We source our ingredients. Um, using, you know, genetics that are widely available and some of our own, but we have a propagation method that we give growers and say, here's how to do it. And we're going to be able to show you how to grow outside for under $50 a pound and, and get the terpene profile we want. Um, so we had to set that up and we had to set that up across the country um, because there's different climates and different pest control going on. Oklahoma here, the bugs are nuts, you know, so like sourcing those ingredients is important. What was the recipe? When we started down this path, you know, we had no idea. We're, we have a beverage going into the market. Now. We had no idea, but we're like, okay, it's not going to be flour. Maybe it's pre-rolls. Maybe it's vapes. Like, what is the product going to be? So we really spent a lot of time thinking about that. And then we were like, well, they pay their bottlers in all these different places to produce it. And gosh, that was a shock that that was the most, the hardest thing we saw was figuring out the payment systems and, and how to get the product into local markets. And so, you know, once we kind of nailed like, okay, here to say, and here's how we get them to grow everywhere, um, you know, and get moms that like the climate there and build the farms off it. Okay, great. After we bypass the digestive system and get beverages that hit in a minute, and we, you know, I'm sure we'll get into that here in a second. Yes. Um, that, that, that puts a product that people like really haven't experienced before um, because people don't want to smoke anymore. Um, and they can't do it discreetly, you know. I used to go on planes with vapes. Nobody knew what they were. You can't do that anymore. No, so, everyone knows yeah, what your vape no. pen is. <laughs> everyone knows what your vape pen is now, bro. Oh, yeah. I remember 2014 pulling a vape pen, you know, being through TSA, and it pulls out this vape pen and pulls out this, this rock I had in my pocket. Now they don't even worry about it, though. I, I actually like, travel ah! with it. I mean, you, you travel with it in your backpack now, and as long as you don't put it as a, as a check bag they don't even stop it anymore yeah, yeah. But i was in vegas's airport in their smoking section where you know people are hitting their normal vapes and i hit mine and all of a sudden all the lights went on the alarm said they said maybe you just got room. triple sevens dustin and i, I like, mean maybe that's I what like happened tucking the shit in my crotch while like security guards came in and wow. smelled around you know so there's definitely detect it's getting worse and worse but it's also getting easier to get off the plane and go and pick up my medicine when i land so it's it's i don't know it's crazy but it's definitely changing that yeah it it, it, it is and you know the 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 current payments wires that we have all across state lines so we also had to figure out okay how are we going to hack the payment system so that we can keep financial transactions in the state bound so there's a lot and, and just pay bottlers and move things around. So there's a lot that 
went into this business plan. Um, you know, you mentioned extraction. And when, I, when we got into this, we started with extraction. Started with it. We were like, okay, it's going to go into some finished product. We don't know what the product is, but let's start figuring out the extraction method. And I was getting pitched on new extraction method twice a day, right? Like for weeks. Oh, there's this new ethanol system. Yeah, we were, and we were messing around with butane and CO2 right next to each other. And like, what, you know, what's the efficiency and what can we get from the terpenes and all that? Um, there's a bunch of extraction tech you haven't seen. I know you've heard that before. Um, but uh, you know, everyone's got their extraction was, secrets. Everyone's got their extraction tech. Um, we we've got a, a big line of, of of research going on in that space as well. So there's some exciting announcements coming up there. I am ex super excited. All right, we're gonna do this, uh, Nate. So we'll tell you how we came across Nate uh, Zeke, CEO, co-founder of iBliss Life, iBliss.life. You can check him out. Looks like the site's just getting started. It's really interest. Oops, wrong button. It's really interesting to see what you have going on. So uh, we're gonna do this kind of like uh, back in the day, kind of like a narration. Uh, Nate is what I think we're going to do right now uh, as we go through this. So, uh, but I want to do, not only we're going to play this video, but we got to talk about this afterwards because I really feel like you may have just changed the way people. Yeah. So, and let me, and let me, pre and let me preview this real quick, just to give you a little backstory. Um, you know, when we started setting up the brand and, and coming out of self was when we made this breakthrough. Um, we have a way to bypass the uh, the cell membranes and drive cannabinoids right into your system. So we can do it right into your thumb and then down your esophagus and your stomach, the whole nine yards. So this is very new technology. Uh, we call it microstructured emulsion. It's not nanotech. It's not out there. Um, again, this is the breakthrough that we're announcing now. And we were doing some social media content and, and preparing some videos and whatnot. And I said, you know what? We had the camera set up. I'm like, let's wait till the end of the day. And then, you know, mix me a beverage and I'll drink one of these people so, so that people can see it. So we are doing a lot of these videos now because uh, uh, you just don't believe it. You're just like, dude, whatever. You know, no <laughs> way this is going to hit in a minute. Uh, so I said, set this stuff up and I'll, and I'll do the video. And, and then let's talk, look at it. And, and this was a, the, the backstory on the, the, the stigma behind this the internal debates about even showing this. I well, uh, I was yeah, going to we'll say, get into that. So let's, some, let's watch the video. Yeah. yeah. We're going to watch this video because we got a lot of questions. Not only that, like we couldn't believe your lawyers let you do it uh, because God, you get yeah. shut down on Instagram these days for smoking. <laughs> uh, but I think part you're of it's smoking. Now, <laughs> yeah. So let's play. we're going to play this live. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or Spotify video, check it out. Um, if you're listening uh, on audio, make sure you check us out on video. Justin. I will say that this is the most exciting product to me of the year. Period. We'll talk about I, why. Out let's of play every this video. Yeah. Um, I just saw someone was, it was on Reddit or somewhere. It was a video of Tom Cruise being shown like a meme that he was in and he was laughing uproariously and 90% of the people felt like his laugh was fake. I don't think unless you are actor of the year <laughs> that your high is fake here. All right, let's play this video then we'll talk about it afterwards. Make sure we hear it. And I am going to show you what it looks like to have immediate bioavailability of cannabis. So we're just going <laughs> to a little deep though. That's a heavy four, as they say, single shot of coffee and uh, at least 10 milligrams of cannabis. Is that pure uh, product? Or is there anything else in there? Now we're probably just, just, coffee, just with mixing with coffee. Okay. With a concentrated coffee. I'm we do. Go ahead and drink the whole thing. I'm already getting hot. <laughs> in seven seconds. I'm already unpasteurized. You can imagine doing an edible and this takes companies hours. There's like a second rush of it right now. 
Um, I don't know if we're talking about this. Go back to But I am totally in the right now. Like, I am the CEO of the company telling me like that we created a drink that got me this high and this fast. And 10 milligrams is a good amount of cannabis. I could probably do two or three and just start to feel it. But like my face feels kind of like it's moving up right now. There, here's where um, I feel like it's turned. Right there. Yep. This is probably still going. Now, what's yeah, crazy this is what you're like, 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 you're like, I'm, I'm past the bad idea, good idea. We are in it. We're in it. I mean, 20 seconds today. The funny yeah. thing is that we've done this now at 420 around, and we're actually creating content, and I am totally freaking glazed. Now, settling your eyes are starting to really settle in, too. You can see the glaze building in. I'll sit here on camera because I have <laughs> <laughs> The feet come up. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then it ends. What's great uh, is there's yeah. a there's a longer version, right? Where I'm like, oh, yeah, go get a wizard robe on, and I'm sitting there. And I've been doing like investor pitches all day, like filming stuff. So finally, like I'm like, oh, I get to you know get a hideout and relax. And it was just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> Uh, well, let's start with the stigma because that yeah. was the very first thought I had. And I was just reading this article. Uh, of course, maybe we'll get to LinkedIn. Everyone loves the uh, LinkedIn. Talk about how their social media is getting shut down. And ours, we get dinged all the time. We don't we don't show. And we talk about people that talk about a product, right? We don't ever consume on, on the camera, um, but we get dinged. And so I got to imagine, especially, even though it's 100% legal, that your lawyers or people might have stepped in and said, Nate, do you sure you want to put yourself stoned on camera Every, well, and, and not just that but the, you know the, this became such an internal debate at the company that we had to bring it to the board of directors and i was like hey, like i'm bringing this to the board because it's it's turning to this much you know first of all there's, there's a real push in our company um for plant-based medicine okay so like we do all kinds of stuff with botanicals um we we you know just in our first product here we were going to go in a direction with coffee we went with garana uh, we felt the caffeine was a little bit cleaner of, a, of an experience on the grana rather than than, the, than coffee. So, you know, we want to do all kinds of things with all kinds of plants, um, not just cannabis. Uh, we feel that, you know, cannabis is a very important plant. We think it probably does all kinds of stuff we're just starting to figure out. So, like, we definitely want to be in the forefront of that medicine. But, not but, in addition, I believe that changing your mental state is a healthy thing to do not everyone does that right like i mean there are a lot of like very religious people or conservative people who have been told if you alter your mental state that is unnatural and you are somehow you know producing evil upon the world so that's a big debate you know some people are like well we're trying to be a plant medicine company if you're just going to go and get high that's not you know important and i'm like you know what I've gone my whole life. First of all, my parents are very anti-drugs. My family is, you know, some of them don't talk to me about what I'm doing. Um, so, you know, I, I understand that culture. I have spent my years, I've gone long stretches of my life not smoking cannabis. I've, I've gone long you know, stretches doing it. There are times when I'm, I go a couple of years without smoking. I'm like, dude, I need to smoke weed. Like I'm a better person. <laughs> I, I have a stressful job, you know, it's, I feel it's more healthy than coming home and, and having a glass of scotch, which I'll also, I, you know, I can see my alcohol, I can see everything. Um, but like, you know, it's, it's great to have just a relaxing mental shift. Um, I, I think the same thing about psilocybin. I think this, you know, I, I, if you want to go a little further down the psychedelics, we, you know, some people might take it a little further. 
or a lot. But point being is there was just a original stigma of like, is this medicine? Is this not? Mm -hmm. um, is your in getting your head right and and having a relaxation experience? Um, people smoke cigarettes. People watch television. People drink alcohol. Like these are these are behaviors that are pretty rampant in our society. So to pin this on like mushrooms or weed or you know whatever else other people are doing, e even getting into maybe more severe drugs, I don't have that stigma. I'm like, dude, you know, you're in the parking lot and you're doing a nitrous balloon. Guess what? Who cares? It's legal. What are you guys worried about? But that's a stigma to people. They're like, oh my god, I can't. So I mean, here's a completely legal substance. You drink 20% of it's coming into your lungs right now every day. And Somebody wants to hit a balloon and it's like, oh my God, you know, so, so a lot of it was like, one, do we want to even show ourselves that we can do this? One of the reasons we want to go into cannabis is because we had to show people, this is how fast we can inject botanicals and nutrients into your system. And if you yeah. want to, if, if you you to prove that, if you want to prove it, I mean, we're doing like mass spectrometry essays at, at, at big universities on this stuff. Like we are, look, we are in the research on this, but like, you know, I had somebody ask me, like, well, what, what, what do you have to test or, or prove? I'm like, Pro try it, dude. Like, just drink it. And you're going to get high. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, you know. So, so that was one. Two was then the CEO. Okay. Mm. You're the CEO of a company. You know, we're venture-backed. We have investors. You're now going to get up there and, and be hot. And I'm like, Okay, well, I run a cannabis company and I do smoke weed. Like, okay, you know, you know, not only that, we're pretty open about in cannabis letting people consume cannabis. So, I mean, it's a we're weird thing. To, don't try to take a harvest down and don't let people smoke weed. Like, get the, get out of here. It's not gonna happen. So, it is strange the stigma, and it's also even when people inside the organization are not stigmatized, but then suddenly it's the CEO and oh, they might think we're getting high. I'm like. You guys are probably high right now. Like, what are you talking about? You know, but it was a huge debate. And absolutely, we're doing a bunch of social media work right now, taping these one minute to magic challenges with people. Um, and then absolutely, we're going to blast them across all kinds of things and, and hope to be taken down and, and squashed by by banks and, and, and payment systems. Yeah. Like, welcome to the world. Let's go. It's cannabis. So if you're not ready for these kind of challenges in the space, like, you know, to it. You're in the wrong business. And I really don't want to buy from a company where the CEO isn't taking their own products and testing right? it and understanding it and, and feeling what happens the day after, feeling what happens in 10 hours. Like I, you know, the, the nuances of your product. When you look at the one minute magic video, you really think, oh, this is just about getting stoned quick. And at the reality of it is absolutely not. This is where you can actually see and regulate your dosage and understand where you're at and where you're going to be absolutely. in a much quicker sense. And as a patient, I couldn't imagine, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine a world after this product. It's hard to imagine any type oh, of- Oh, you have no, bro, you have no idea. I mean, like, it is mind blowing to me that I go drink cannabis now. You know, there's times like before bed, maybe I want to smoke some indica, you know. I mean, now, like, I don't want to be stinky going to bed. Like, so now I like, literally just swish a little syrup in my mouth and spit it out. Again, with our product, you don't even have to digest it. You can just get it, you know, quick down your mouth. And so coming to work for you, Nate, just understand when we... Not, you know, we're all I'm, moving not, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm not picking up and a joint. I'm, I'm actually just drinking or spitting something out. That's my... And then, you know, to have that consistent 
I I do think edibles and that small intestine high are great. Um, what's the big problem with edibles? You just don't know what you're getting into. The consistency you set at number one, and then two, the dosage, right? Like, man, I, mean, I took I, one the other are, day. Yeah, it was the next morning. I was higher than when I went to bed. I took like four hours before I went to bed. And it was a it was a uh, a product from a friend, right? So unregulated, but a rough estimate of the it, oh so my wife looked at me when I woke up and she's like, "What did you? I'm like my eyes were saucers." I'm like, and "This is I'm getting so better, high right, now. right?" That was like, twelve hours with, later. This is with regulations. Like we, I bought a a, a bar because everyone in Oklahoma, Oklahoma is probably the, for people that don't know, Oklahoma probably has the highest uh, uh, dosages that they do. The normal Oklahoman. And the dosage of cannabis they do in a day is higher than anywhere I've seen. Missouri's up there. Um, you know, there's some spots, but like Oklahoma is taken to another level. So, you know, th th there's a 2000 milligram bar. Shut and I look at the, I look at your COA on it and it's 2,500 milligrams. I'm like, wait a second, it's a 2000 bar. It's 2,500. Like that's a little bit of difference. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's amazing to me that even in a regulated market, even when they're like trying to be consistent, this is the inconsistency when you don't control your supply chain. And that's how most of these brands are built. They're buying from other people. They're, they don't, they don't, they don't have control of the inputs. They're mixing it up and it's not consistent. Um, and, and it, it, again, that's better than it used to be. I used to buy edibles from my friends, you know, <laughs> And you would do one edible and you'd get used to it. And these were like, yeah, super consistent. And then, you know, you'd get a batch where like some of that butter was in that corner of the pan. I remember getting up plane in San Diego and, and, you know, normal quarter of this little chocolate bar or Reese's Pieces thing. And it hit me and I was about to scream and I was flying, you know, three times a week and I'm just on the thing. Yeah. Like, just don't scream. I'm not going to put you under arrest, bro. And I was like, yeah. You're like, I can't give cannabis industry a bad name. Here's what I think. And I was talking with Dustin and I, we watched this video the other day and we, uh, I work at the Cleveland school of cannabis. I teach this, uh, entrepreneurial startup class. And part of the final project is they have to pitch a cannabis company. Right. And it's like a shark tank thing. And we get a lot of Dustin watches. A lot of them, we do like reviews and, you know, investor feedback. And a lot of them are the same thing. There's a lot of consumption cafes, even though it's not legal here in Ohio, but it's simple. Right. And all of them dosage wise, always pick 25 milligram slushies and this and that. And I think this product, and you mentioned it in there, what you took was a 10 milligram dosage. Mm -hmm. This product does two things for me. It changes the way people think about edible milligram dosage. Two yeah. milligrams is now a legit, like I have a bunch of mints over here and they're three milligram mints. I take like four or five at a time because I bought them because they're a great deal, but I take like three or four because I need about 15, 20 to probably feel that. But you have two things. You have this instant thing that makes the milligram go way down and you may have realistically solved a way to make profit at a consumption cafe, uh, especially if you can reverse engineer the science and make the the high shorter. Because the issue is you eat a brownie, you don't need to sell anymore. Beer, you keep drinking. Here, you have a dosage that hits you right away. It almost makes sense that you could then sell a second one milligram shot or something like that. Yeah, which and, people and, don't and it, 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 it's the bioavailability, right? And so it depends on the edible you're doing. Is it BHO? Is it just a distillate? Is it a rosin that it's being made from? So there's a lot that has to do with the bioavailability in your system. Um, our emulsion targets really four in four membranes, four areas, one under the tongue. So that, that oral mucosa is the first kind of place that we can bind with those cells then down your esophagus so one of the things is you kind of switch in your mouth and 
you know, we can get it down to about 15 seconds. It then goes out of your system a lot faster. Most of the uh, emulsions that are out there and the tech out there is when you hear this, this issue of nano, we're talking about shrinking the size of the cannabinoid molecules. So getting them down to a real small size so that your system is flooded with them. Now you, you swallow something, it gets into your upper stomach lining. There's a solution of, 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 of you know, much more that can be uptaked into those endocannabinoid receptors in the, in the cells. Um, but then you, that's where you kind of have this crash because in that process, you've, you've stopped all the other nutrients and normal stuff that's in your body from also getting into that cell. Cause again, it's, it's flooded with cannabinoids. So um, we are taking a different approach. Um, our emulsions like driving a, a, a presidential motorcade through your cell wall, right? So as soon as it binds to that, <laughs> such as that cell, it's in your system. So under your mouth, now you're swallowing. So you kind of get that esophagus, and, and, and that's why I think at that 40-second mark on the video, usually when I get to about 40, 45 seconds is when I see people's eyes go like, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel anything yet. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know? And, and, and uh, uh, into your upper stomach lining. And then also the small intestine. So we're still getting, you're still digesting our stuff, and that's why it's lasting a while, right? But you're still getting some of that emulsion into your small intestine. So as it gets through your digestive system, you are still having uptake. So that's why we don't, you know, not only do we hit fast, we have a very long lasting effect. You know, our beverages, depending on your sensitivity, could be anywhere from three to five um, uh, hours. We obviously, you know, in Oklahoma, are going a real big dosage, 2550s. We'll be in Massachusetts introducing five milligram dosages. We'll, we'll probably dial, dial it back a little in Oregon. But probably be like at the 2040 stage. So again, every state's a little different. Um, we're going to see where the market takes us. You know, we have a good emulsion that can be broken into anything from two milligrams. Uh, we're working on a woman's health line for, for menstruation that just has two and a half milligrams of Delta R. But it really helps with the uptake of the CBG and the CBN and the other things that we're putting into this um, uh, for inflammation, things like that. So it, it's a fascinating um, product. There's a lot we do to go make it and put stuff that's into it. Uh, and I'll tell you, um, the consumption lounges are where it's at. Uh, we have a system where, where uh, we'll be announcing soon that actually facilitates um, consumption lounges. We've done them in several states. There has to be delivery to any address to have it work uh, because it does involve kind of splitting up the buying and the actual delivery. Um, but man, we were involved in a big event out in San Francisco a few years ago before COVID, uh, did $2 million in sales in two days at a music festival. Wow. And I looked at somebody, I was like, what do we need the dispensaries for, you know? So we always work with the dispensary when we're doing these events, but, uh, absolutely, uh, getting people to be able to consume it. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you be surprised people smoke weed at music festivals? It's just there's something about i mean we've had a couple um culinary people on that also discuss like catering to events with cannabis and it's this idea that you might actually be able to cultivate the story and the mood throughout an entire show with your product and to dose out two milligrams at this point within the show and two milligrams at this point but you actually feel it opportunity for storytelling that's that's why we stepped on the gas you know people are used to drinking beverages right we're human we drink liquid i mean i got coffee here water and charms i mean i'm you know our our, our bodies are built for it i also think that adults most adults have tried alcohol before um they get it 
if you drink our charm, it's like drinking a glass of scotch to me. Like it's about the same experience. If you did a shot of it, you know, you're going to like in a minute or two go, okay, I'm, I feel faded now. I feel different. If I sipped on the glass of scotch over two minutes, same kind of experience. So same with us. It's, it's a, what's interesting to me is it's a very natural way to consume and I'm a smoker. I like to smoke. I like rolling joint. I mean, like I, I, I love, I'm a joint guy. Well documented. That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah. I mean, so like, I, I still love the plant. I love to smoke, you know, we grow some pretty strong weed and I usually smoke the trim, you know, and it burns better. And I just, I don't need like to, to, to smoke the flower directly. So, um, you know, it, to have an experience that you can really dose yourself, and consume it and people are like well how much should i take and i'm like take a half drink a sip wait a minute see how you feel drink another sip you know just to consume it like you consume alcohol so i i, I do think it's a, it's a very novel way to consume cannabis um we made a lot of breakthroughs on the payment side on the on the, 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 the lounges on the um, extraction methods we were using all this stuff but when we when we broke through with this microstructure emulsion we were like all right it's time to step on the gas and, and get out to market. And we are now launching our first product out in Oklahoma and, and we'll be uh, gone from here. We, we thought this was, uh, again, I come from California. Um, I've grown cannabis in six states now legally. Uh, like I think Oklahoma is the future. Um, it, it's a special place. And we, we think that there's, we definitely believe that there's more opportunity with Oklahoma than almost any other state. We just the way things are structured. It's it's one of the most interesting play by plays to watch uh, throughout the whole country. I, I guess at this point, when you're thinking about expanding and you're thinking about scaling to other states, is this going to be something? Uh, is are you only doing this in house? Is it something that you're you know as another company are they going to be able to come to you and say hey? We have this right. other like yeah, you know, the water yeah. gummies thing where you start licensing the king, out the, the kingmaker approach, right? The kingmaker approach. Um, this is obviously a, a big debate. It has been from the day we started. Um, you know, I think I again, this is my thirteenth company I've co-founded or founded. Um, I've run some companies in the ground. I've had some good exits, but um, everyone on my core team. We've all worked at other businesses together previously, so that's very unique. You know, there's a there's a strong core team that. We've done startups. We've scaled companies together. Um, we know each other for a long time. Uh, my chief partner and I have been friends 30 years. So like, there's a real trust there. And when we went to do this, we were like, what? No one's small plays. Like if nobody's doing this. Um, let's, let's swing for the fences. Like, you know, what would it take to build a household name? So like, that's kind of been our shtick. Um, as we've made these breakthroughs, as we solve these problems and as an entrepreneur, we're like, look, here's the problem here's the, we got to find the solution. Let's work the problems. I had no idea how difficult these problems are going to be. Um, you know, we built this big butane facility, you know, tens of millions of dollars we were involved in. It wasn't just us, but we're involved in, in, in scaling it. And, and we looked at the finished thing and like a UFO had landed on that ceiling with all the, the, the HAC. And we're like, this isn't going to scale. I've lived in 17 states. You know, you're not going to build these giant butane facilities in like Montana and North Dakota, or let alone South Dakota. Or what. There's just not a lot of, in, you know, the same level of industrial zoning. So we were like, we have to find extraction methods that can fit under food processing so that we can stick these things, you know, at the source. So we have a, um, a, a couple of different key devices that support us. One is the, what we call the cauldron. The cauldron is what basically mixes 
this microstructured emulsion. Um, we can put that machine anywhere. It fits in the back of a pickup truck. Uh, we plan on scaling each one of those machines with our bottlers in every state. We can do this globally. It's it's not hard. It's not yeah, you can throw it in a truck, drive it, pull it yeah. into the garage the facility, <laughs> process, and drive right back out. And, and what's even more exciting about that, and we're not ready to announce it yet, but we have um, done some prototyping and have now made the scientific breakthroughs, and we're we're scaling the like a production ready system of extraction that we'll be able to do at the farm. Um, so again, you know. We will be able to use our wands, pull biomass right off the plants, harvest it, throw it in the hopper, have it come out as a crude. Uh, it doesn't use, you know, compressed gas. Uh, it doesn't use like, you know, a, a difficult solvents. Um, very clean system. So, like, imagine when we get to the point where we can mulch the plants with themselves, and we're getting there. So, again, scalable system. We were like, how are we going to build scalable systems? And then same going to market. That's how we stumbled upon the events. We're like, well, we can't advertise. Uh, we got all these problems with, you know, using other people's websites or, or social media channels. Let's build our own. And so we started to build out our own, our own spots, you know, our own meta kind of lounges um, and our own system to, to support the ticketing and the entries and, and the geolocation on that stuff. Um, so introducing really it to the local, we, we've really built a C2SIP system, as we call it. Um, to that can be scaled anywhere, not just in this country, but but literally anywhere, and and do it under whatever zoning's there. Like not as long as you can grow something, and as long as you can like bake something, um, we can make this drink in your in your neighborhood. What do you think? So two things, I guess. So inevitably, with this type of product coming out, you're going to see competitors, right? You're going to see competitors. Yeah. You're going to see overseas go all of a sudden make it super cheap. You're going to see all these things happen. You're going to see all bad ways to make this super cheap, you know, good ways. So you have that coming down the road. And then you have this, I feel like this inevitable confrontation with the, I say the legacy market, but I feel like that's an overused term with the people. And we have them here, even in Ohio, who are just so about, it should be this organic, the dude who grows it in the family. And you have this kind I of agree. prepackaged I, process. So what's your argument? Look, or, I agree. We think, we think our process supports those local growers. Um, and it's the believe, first company that we've talked to that I actually believe wherever they are, wherever you're establishing a base, you actually can bring in other families, other businesses to oh, yeah. kind of help you with this process. And That's the seen... culture that we come from. I mean, again, you know, it, when I started in cannabis in 97, uh, I was talking to people who had, you know, were pioneers that were growing up in Humboldt and Mendocino, um, you know, had, had grown up as children with their parents growing cannabis, have, have stories about, you know, sheriffs with machine guns in their face at eight years old i mean like so like you know i understand that system we grow everything that goes into our drinks outdoors we've now divested ourselves of all the farms we've got one farm still left in california but but we now have a, a propagation technique we can send out feminized seeds we can tell you exactly what nutrients to use on them we can tell you exactly what the ipn is you have a whole series of videos on this stuff we've looked at all the different methods We've tried everything with, you know, plant support, scrogging, not scrogging, uh, uh, everything that the nutrients, oyster shells, friggin' uh, compost teas, you know, go down the list. So, like, we've done a lot of experimentation to be like, hey, local farmer, here's what we need you to grow. And as long as you grow it in these guidelines, again, everything's tested. We got the COA. We know you hit. For us, it's about the terpenes. Uh, most of the drinks that we have coming out, you know, Charm is a very 
washed out kind of standard base high. Um, and then we've got things coming out for pain, for sleep, for women's health, um, for, for fitness, for, you know, getting on the treadmill right away. Um, so like, you know, there's a bunch of stuff we're doing, but it really comes down to actually pulling those terpenes out of the plant. If you're going to do that, full sun makes sense. I don't need to have this crystally bud and grown in some giant facility. Mm. So for the local farmer that wants to grow organic, like that's what this system is here to, to, to build. In fact, the guys who have gone and put and all this sales. It's, it's one thing to start a business yeah. and say, I don't know where the fuck this market's going to be in eight months. Can I sell what I'm growing now? For you to say, you do it my way under these specs, under this situation, I will buy this shit. It's a borderline like franchisee, to... like a subway. It, 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 and we, and, and this is we find the right partners, in the you community. Know, we're Truly, working on, yeah, it is, it is a community system. That is our mission is to build strong local communities with this. There's, there's no they, doubt. So we like, need to work for you. I'm yeah, all I mean, after the show. No, I'm I mean, this is a chance away. for the small guy. You know, I'm going to tell you, my thinking in cannabis has become very mystical. So I have seen things and I have been on the ground. I, if you look at my, like, I track my Google Maps, you know, and, and the last few years, there's, a, there's literally hundreds of points of me traveling across the country. So I've done feasibility studies personally in 22 states on how to scale this. Um, I have seen the cannabis market probably just as much as anyone on the ground, people were at home during COVID. I was in my apartment in San Francisco. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. I, you know, I started driving around the country. I'm going to go visit all these ministries. Let's go, you know? So it, it is different everywhere, but there are people that have this knowledge and can share this knowledge. And remember, there's nobody supporting us here. So yes, is this illegal? Great. But guess what? It's happening. And, you know, the state's protecting us. All. And we can do this. Anybody can do this. Um, there's no commodities market. So, like, when you go to a farmer and you're like, hey, I'll front the cost to buy the nutrients and the soil and here's the things and, you know, just plant this stuff and handle it. And it's a risk. Like, you know, you got to be careful. But you pull this out, you're going to get paid. We don't have any problem recruiting people. But but we don't want to go to the big guys. And I'm, I'm not opposed to, to doing business with anybody. It's just that it makes sense for the craft growers because and once they start focusing on the terpene profile of the plant and what the plant can do medicinally for people, um, you know, the, the big guys trying to sell like top shelf flour because it looks like it's got a bunch of crystals on it. That's just a totally different game than we're playing, you know? Yeah, they're playing a numbers game and they're trying to hit tiers and it's not necessarily. I don't know what there's, they're doing. There's no luck. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, I, I have, Dustin, I've been watching this industry now every day for years. I just don't understand what these big companies are doing. I don't get it. Like, I don't get why you, I mean, they, I thought that that whole greenhouse in Edmonton was nuts. That where, where are you going to put all this weed and, and, and all that money spent to just tear it down? Like what the heck, you know, I don't get it. I don't think they have an exit strategy. I no. think their exit strategy is one day this is going to be somebody legal. else is going to buy me out and somebody's going to figure it's it like out. Somebody's and it's bullshit. It's or they, you know, it's it's also this notion we talk about it a lot of like I, I'm tired of when they say we help out the community. It's we're writing a check to this one local charity at this one event this month. Whereas you're like, you know, we we scream investment into the businesses. Let someone else who's partnering with you, you know, provide them startup capital to do something you need. And it's and it's, and it's the processors too, right? Like there's plenty of people that can package 
and bottle. Usually, our, our bottleneck is is the pasteurization. Um, you know, you you you've got a lot more people starting to pasteurize, and, and just for people that don't understand, pasteurization makes this shelf stable. So it is a way to um, use temperature, and we do it for a certain amount of time and in certain conditions that uh, uh, screens out contaminants like CBOT, botulism, and stuff like that. So when you have a beverage that sits on the shelf and it's not in a cooler and it can sit out, it's it's pasteurized. And that, that means it doesn't need to be refrigerated for a certain amount of time. So that's usually the bottleneck um, is we have to find somebody who does pasteurize. So a lot of times it's like a brewer who brews beer or somebody who makes, you know, a, a CPG, a consumer package good, that, that's a liquid that they have to pasteurize. Uh, and they're now have inherited a cannabis license or they're interested. So it's coming together, but same thing with the lounges. You know, we try to work with a lot of like independent, small family operated dispensaries. Um, you've got a lot of people that throw events, farmers markets, music festivals, wellness events, astrology, yoga retreats. All We've worked with all these people. And there's a lot of very cannabis friendly communities. And when you go to them, just like the farmer and you say, hey, we can set up this lounge. We check everyone's ID. We check their card coming in. We know who they are. Um, we screened all the products. They're all on metric. Like we handle it. You know, you don't have to worry about it. There's no exchange of money going on there. Like we, most people are like, oh, they're like, cool. I want a cannabis lounge at my party. Let's do it. You know, so working with the small operators, um, I think changes the world. That's what excites me. I love cannabis. I, I, yeah, great. It's beautiful. I freaking use it. I mean, I, I can't say enough great things, but she is a very, prissy lady and she does not <laughs> like to be pimped out and i've seen some things with these big companies that i'm like dude no way you know so i i, I again i don't mean to sound nuts here in, in public but um again my, think, my thinking here has been mystical i don't know if the mushroom set the weed in and show us out or what but like i've seen some things that just uh it this plant is has the opportunity not just to change medicine but to change how we interact with each other how we do business together. Uh, these 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 regional little you know supply chains I think can be duplicated in all kinds of, of, of applications uh, in manufacturing and, and, and food products and all kinds of things. So we're really excited about building that. Not just you know building products that help people with specific ailments. Um, there's a lot we do with the natural ingredients that go into this stuff, how we process it so that you do get all natural ingredients so that you're not getting blasted with you know, uh, heat or chemicals that kind of made this zombie uh, 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 a nutrient um, because again, your body, you know, your body reacts a lot different that to, from a uh, vitamin with a, with vitamin C, you're supposed to be getting and drinking a glass of orange juice. Well, um, I think so, it's pretty like, clear. I, uh, whenever you're ready to tap into that Ohio rec market that's coming this fall, Nate, you ring our bell. We're going to get you. Yeah, we're gonna get, we got a festival. Dustin and I are hosting it. We do these festivals. Right. We could use some iBliss.life, uh, iBliss Life products there. Um, man, first of all, we got to have you back on the show because I'm just getting started. Yes. We got to wrap up soon for where we're at uh, going forever. Um, we've been talking with Nate Zeeks, co-founder and CEO of iBliss Life, iBliss.life. You'll find the link uh, below. You got a lot of great things. Obviously, the minute to magic, uh, you know, the charm is there. I have a question uh, kind of yeah. before we wrap up, and you mentioned it, and it's something I talk about a lot uh, with people. I think, Dustin, you might be on the opposite side of this. I am Ooh, a huge okay. advocate of how like CBD markets itself. No one really knows what strains they're buying when they buy the CBD gummies. They know it's um, 
relaxing. They know it's dinner time. They know it's, you mentioned it, treadmill time. You you are seemingly um, one of the few people who are pushing into marketing THC as an emotional, as a feeling uh, versus green crack that comes from this, right? You're talking more about the uh, vibe of it. And there's a gray area. You got to be careful with what you market and promise, you know, with the yep, FDA yep, and stuff. Yep. So uh, was that a conscious decision? Are you still? Do you still- Absolutely. We, we consider ourselves a, a wellness technology company. Um, you know, we think in terms of wellness, not just of physical wellness, but of mental wellness and spiritual wellness. You know, when, when we start our calls, we're a totally remote company. We have been uh, pre-COVID. You know, we start our calls and we check in. We, we, we talk to each other. Like, okay, before we get into business, like, how are you doing? You know, I mean, we, we try to uh, uh, focus on people's total health picture. So emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, everything. Um, we have a lot of research left to do on this plan. And that is one of the unfortunate parts of the system we've had saying that there is no medical benefit to this. That is ridiculous. Um, I would cite, you know, much smarter, uh, better researchers than, than, um, you know, Mara Gordon's a, a, a great uh, place to start with Aunt Zelda's. Uh, in the space, if you haven't had her on yet, I would, I would either. All the research it. come from Israel. I mean, there's so, there's been yeah, stuff out Israel, there. Yeah, Israel, I work. Absolutely. So there, so we may be at the dawn of a new age of medicine with this plan. Um, where this gets complicated is the regulation. If you have a disease or something that is, you know, a problem and you've got a symptom and you are addressing that symptom and you're saying, well, we're, you know, we're addressing this ailment. You're now a pharmaceutical. You're now regulated by the FDA and the medical you know, field comes in for something that's grown out of the ground. And we all know this is ridiculous. We all, I mean, we're, I don't think anyone's really getting fooled now. No, I do think that there the, is the, the need. Vaccine. Come on, I mean, we're just we're playing this all. Come on. There still is that need for that understanding of the drug-on-drug interaction. If you are catering something to a specific ailment, there's a great possibility they're on some other medication or something with that. Yeah, understand yeah. how those work. I get that, but at the end of the day, you are. I, I have the same feelings as as what you have. Yeah, it, it unfortunately, is. you know, it's it's it, it's too bad because we have, we do we have to do a lot of workarounds. And a lot of stuff that we can't publish to make sure that our products are safe, which is too bad. I mean, it would be much easier for us to just go into human trials and really go through the motions on this stuff. Um, and we would because we, we want to make sure it's safe and efficacious. Um, but, you know, there's a lot we maybe, you know, have to do in research labs or things that we can't publish or they're not going to be recognized by the FDA. And what are we going to do about it? Okay, we're, ha- we're happy internally that it's safe, but gosh, wish we could share this stuff, you know, outside the industry. So um, we have a long way to go with this, you know, just to bring it full circle. Part of it is we got to get rid of the stigma. Um, we have to have, a, a, you know, products that work, that people use. Um, it's going to happen. You look at the demographics on this thing. Uh, you know, nobody lives forever. And um, it, what's really shocking to me is is to see not cannabis now, but to see so. I mean, you can't be on a college campus these days without somebody trying to sell you mushrooms. It's just unbelievable. Uh, there's a whole. I feel <laughs> like there's a whole second conversation. I mean, is Dustin yeah, and I really? Like, I mean, it's getting crazy out there. So, so just to like bring it full circle, like there's a lot that we can do with plants and with plant based medicine. Um, safety first. 
Um, we think we have the right package of delivery. We think we have the right extraction and, and, and delivery methods from the from the payments and, 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 and event spaces. Um, there's a lot of exciting announcements, uh, so stay tuned. And uh, we will definitely come back. And I'm all about this journey. Uh, we ain't going anywhere. So it, it is the Wild West. I'm ready to drive to Oklahoma right now. Dude, I, this is my product of the year. Up. Uh, we are the first franchisees, it. owners, yeah. just we're putting on record when you come to Ohio. Uh, Nate right. Beak, co-founder, CEO of iBliss Life, iBliss.life. You can find the link below. Uh, just getting started, absolutely. If you are in a legal market, uh, it's you are rushing, especially Oklahoma. You are rushing to get some charm. Uh, is it available now for sale? It is. It is, it is, it is available for, for charm. It's uh, just starting to sell in dispensaries in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Uh, All right, so, so uh, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Tulsa get down there. Uh, Nate Zeke, co-founder, iBliss Life, iBliss.life so on much. there. Nate, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, absolutely, you're, you're coming back in there. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> uh, Dustin Kava, I am ready to do all sorts of drugs right now. I'm fired up, thanks to Nate Zeke from <laughs> iBliss.life. I am. Like, that I'm is ready. not what I got out of it. But I oh, no. Nate, <laughs> you're sure? Nate, That's what I it, this is my product of the year. This is, hands down, the most exciting thing for me. It beats the, the, the nebulizers. This beats... It beats everything I do in class. The nebulizers beats, today. I, there is something with this that I just think is uh, it was a problem that hadn't been cracked before, and I, I just am so fucking stoked to see this thing through to see to see him kick some ass. So I'm, we're uh, this like is ninety awesome. episodes in, show. and this is one of the most excited you've ever been after talking to a guest. After we're pushing on uh, pu pushing on episode one hundred here. All right, everyone, uh, we are getting episode one hundred. We're only like ten episodes away. Uh, hopefully, get one of those big name guests uh, going on. Check us out. That's in about uh, before the end of this year. Follow us at Meet WM wherever you are socially, as long as our pages are still active. Wayward.media <laughs> is the website, Because Cannabis on YouTube. Brand new shows every Wednesday, 420, Spotify, video, and all that other good stuff on Thursday. Thank you, everyone, for this week. Check out all the links below. Plant Saved My Life podcast, Raven Ariola. Uh, uh, yeah, of great check stuff out Raven. Coming. Lots of great stuff coming. Take care, guys.